This is the Inspiration Science Podcast, your guiding podcast on evolving your own science in life to holistically strive. We believe there is no general way of living and healing, but your universal way. You succeed the highest when you do you. On this podcast, we'll dive into deep conversations on mental health and aligning purpose to business for enlightening harmony in life. I'm your host, Ossin June. Film Freeway, out of 10,000 plus film festivals, including Oscar qualifying. It's dedicated to championing um, the next generation of diverse, inclusive, and multicultural filmmakers. And they also support a lot of content creators all around the world. Geoffrey is an amazing human being. I met him in New York this year, and we've interacted uh, and shared so many things in terms of the film world, especially on the journey itself. And I'm so excited to have him today on the podcast. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Geoffrey. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. Awesome. Awesome. Could you tell us a little bit more on, you know, how your entrepreneurial journey has started in first place, how you tapped into that and what has inspired you to do today what you do? Wow. Where do I start? Uh, so back in uh, 2012 was when I started uh, my first business, the Katra Film Series. I was uh, a frustrated filmmaker. I had some really terrible experiences screening my films at festivals that did not know what they were doing. Um, one festival had promised me a big, big, big deal. Never happened. They were running a pyramid scheme. They were doing a whole bunch of shenanigans, uh, taking advantage of filmmakers, exploiting filmmakers. That and also another festival uh, that had hired me back in around that time, literally a couple of years afterwards in 2012, that spring. So just right before I started Katra, I, uh, I screened, uh, I got hired to, to run this festival. This, this I'm going <laughs> to, I'm not even going to mention the name of the festival because they're just horrible people, but I got hired to, to, to run the festival and they, and these guys never paid me. And I told them, if you guys were in New York, I would hunt you down to get paid. They never paid me. I did the job. I ran a festival. I did a phenomenal job, best job that anybody could do. Uh, we got press. We got uh, some great somebody from the founder of Democracy Now, Amy Goodman. Um, we had a packed house in theaters and all these screening spaces. It was a phenomenal job, and they never paid me. So I said to myself, you know what? I'm gonna do this for myself. If I'm gonna have to deal with people who are who are running scams and and, and doing bad stuff. I'm going to do it for myself and provide a genuine outlet and opportunity for filmmakers to launch their careers, give them prizes that'll take them to the next level, give them that distribution deals, uh, cash prizes, um, free studio time so they can shoot their, their next projects, uh, software, re you know, industry resources and support, which is what emerging filmmakers are, are looking uh, looking to do to continue to make films. Because this industry, as, as you know, is, is very, very hard. So uh, back in 2012, I had the idea. It was percolating in my head, finally had an opportunity. My brother knew some owner of a bar in downtown Manhattan and uh, put two and two together and made it happen. And here we are 10, 11 years in now. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. 
That's really great. You know, you, you mentioned that you want to provide um, filmmakers a great opportunity to have this genuine help and support to get their projects out there as well. And in terms of like storytelling plays such a big role when it comes to creating good movies and things. What do you feel do the best filmmakers or story storytellers have in common in terms of their traits and how they go about things? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? I lost the, the Yeah, half. sure. So it, it's like, you know, great storytellers and filmmakers, you know, what do you think do they have in common as a trait that makes them really as a great storyteller? Um, they know how to tell a good story. Uh, they don't... Uh... A story, a really good storyteller doesn't doesn't have multiple characters or multiple storylines in in one short contained film, especially short film. In feature films, you have more time and and uh, an ability to tell a longer, complicated story. But in a short form format, um, having a very simple uh, storyline with characters that are that are really multi dimensional and, and unique and original. I think those are the stories that really resonate with us and uh, and uh, get a chance to screen at our at our festivals. They're they're very simple. The simpler I always, I always tell filmmakers, storytellers from all backgrounds, the simpler the better. Don't complicate yourself telling you know having five characters, multiple storylines in a short form um, film because you're just you're just losing. You're you're not you're not you're not gonna it's it's a losing battle. You're not gonna make a film that's good and people are gonna recognize. They're like, what's going on? It's confusing. Mm -hmm. um, so I always tell you know young filmmakers tell a story that's simple, that's original to your own that it's it's original has it's a story that hasn't been told and and it's uh it's clear it's a clear cut story you can understand it you can it's not too hard to to decipher when you're watching it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's that's those are the stories that I see that are very that resonate with with our festivals and and uh, and have the ability to really impact the audience because that's what you, ultimately as a filmmaker storyteller that's what you want to do is impact the audience and have them remember the uh, story that you're telling. Yeah, okay, that's great. So you're really um, talking about simplicity. Um, is there among all the films that you see, I mean, you probably get a lot of applications and things and you saw a lot of things in the space. What is, you know, one of the movies that really stood out for you? Do you have like a movie title that stood out for you among all these applications? And if so, what was it that makes it so outstanding among the others? The, actual, the, the movie title? Yes. Do you have like anything that really there's too many? There's too there's too many. <laughs> we screen so many films and and uh, we we receive so many that it's hard to it's hard to remember a title. There's there's usually a short like one or two word title captures you. Um, so I know some some uh, storytellers storytellers like to have like uh, uh, long titles. I mean, you see it in Hollywood pictures as well. Uh, but I, I think for short films, one or two words is all you need. That's that's, yeah. that's all you need. You just one or two words captures, you know, captures your attention right away. You don't have to read, especially for festivals. So festivals, they get a lot of films. They get a lot of submissions. And if they have to read more than five words in a title, <laughs> you're already like losing them. You want just one or two words to capture the attention. You only have such a, uh, a limited amount of time to to really capture the attention of a program. So you don't want to, you know, waste waste people's time. Just get right into the story right away. One word, five, 10 minutes. That's all you need. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah, again, I think breaks down to the simplicity of the things to not overcomplicate stuff. And as a filmmaker, director, and you know, as a founder of your company, where would you say do you get your biggest inspiration from? And is there a person that you particularly look up to? That's a good question. Um, for me, I look inspiration everywhere, you know? I step outside, I live in the, the capital of the world. So stepping outside here in New York, uh, you see people from everywhere, from all walks of life. Everybody has a story. There's 8 million stories. And you, from everybody, you learn something. You learn something about um, our world and humanity and the human condition. So for me, my inspiration is just living in the capital of the world, New York City. I mean, it's it's uh, there's inspiration everywhere. <laughs> So that's uh, that's that's where I draw my inspiration from, and the and the filmmakers as well. I mean, we get so many films from all over the world now that the inspiration. I mean, just you know, going on uh, on Film Freeway where we accept the submissions from filmmakers, um, we see so many people. There's so many walks of life. Everybody has a story, right? I mean, you have a story. I have a story. So there's a uh, I draw from my own personal experience and from experience people I meet. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yes, I mean, I can tell because I've been in New York, it's been indeed a very inspiring city that's very diverse in that. And, you know, I think it's very important. I see that many people who succeed, they have a very gr a great vision. Yeah, so it's, and they have a purpose. How do you balance for yourself you know, between being a visionary and being an executor? Because I feel many people, they are either one. How is it for you executing and then having a vision? How do you balance that? Well, for me, it's just, it's the same thing. You know, it's there's no difference. It's in order to be a visionary, you have to execute. You have to sit down and get the work done. At the end of the day, it's work. You got to work and everybody has to work. You know, you go to a job, you wake up in the morning, you go to your, your job, your office, wherever you work. So for me, having the vision, you know, I have to find the time for myself to think. Uh, once I got the ideas in my head, I just uh, go out there and put the work in, force myself to sit down. You have to have four, you have to definitely, you have to discipline, you have to have dis discipline, right? You have to sit down and do the the dirty, the dirty work, you know, the, the gritty, nitty, as I like to say, the nitty gritty work. Um, so you, I just find time to, I, you know, I have an idea. I sit down and work, talk to my team. Uh, we bounce off ideas and then we just make it happen. Um, have, having mental strength, having a, a discipline, making sure you're waking up at a certain time every morning, doing your rhythm, your routine. Your, you know, my thing is I wake up in the morning, I get up, have a cup of coffee, sit in front, in front of the computer and work and get the job done. And I have, you know, to-do lists. I hope nowadays people have to-do lists and I, you know, set goals and what needs to get done today. Monday, this is what I have to do. Tuesday, this is what I have to do. Wednesday, this is what I have to do. Thursday. And usually it's a seven day, for me, there's no breaks. It's seven day, 24, seven, seven days a week working. So, um, yeah, it's just, for me, it's, it's just, this, it's the same thing. There's no, there's no division. There's, you have to have a vision and you have to execute and get the work done. I love it. It's a very unique um, insight. You know, I asked this question to some other people and most people, they see it as a separate entity and you see it as a whole. So that's really great. And, you know, how do you maintain um, in your business, your focus in terms of your, your priorities? Because the to-do list gets endless. And how do you maintain that you really focus on the right things? I, uh, I create also, in addition to a, a to-do list, I have a priority list. So I have a list of things that are urgent that need to get done today, tomorrow, mm -hmm. the next day. And so I just push myself to get it done. 
for me, coffee does, having coffee does magic. <laughs> it helps me through the day. It's, whenever I need energy, a little boost of coffee and I'm ready to go. That's amazing. So do you, would you say that you have a routine or is it just for your coffee and you start your day? Like, Oh, I have a routine. Do you, yeah. what are the routines or the habits you feel that, you know, contribute to your success and still do? Um, waking up every morning, uh, giving a big kiss to my daughter. So I have a four-year-old so mm -hmm. that, uh, she's going to be four in a few months. She's an inspiration. I forgot to mention, she's also an inspiration as well. So waking up, making a meal in the morning, having breakfast, going to work, come home, give another kiss to my daughter um, and my wife too. I got to say that because, you know, she'll get, she'll get jacked. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, go to the gym. I have to, so the gym is a routine that I have to do every day. So I go to the gym, spend about one or two hours working out. Um, and then I come home and uh, have dinner, go to bed, do it again. Nice. Repeat, you know, it's just setting a routine. You have to have a routine, I think, in anything you do, right? Like a film, you're making a film, you're working on a feature film, 30 day shoot, call times at five o'clock every morning. You have to wake up at five o'clock every morning, no matter what, or you're out of a job. So it's, uh, I think having that experience when I graduated from film school and went and was working in the real world. Um, working on film shoots was was definitely a, a learning experience and definitely taught me how to become a better entrepreneur mm -hmm. um, because you set routines, you get stuff done. It's, you know, And back then I was doing jobs. There were some jobs I just hated. I hated doing, but I did it anyway, right? Because you know, I got to put a roof over my head. So I did the job. So now when I'm working for myself and running a, multiple businesses, it's, it's just, it's, it's a cakewalk. It's like I've done this before, and it's I'm doing now. I'm doing it for myself, so I feel much better about it. I feel happier. I'm more um, able to get stuff done more productively. Mm -hmm. Whereas when I was working for doing a regular nine to five, I was just like I hated my job. I was pissed off, but you know I got the job done. At the end of the day, is getting the job done, right? Yeah. So now working for myself and doing running running multiple businesses, I'm able to just get the job done and always feel good about it because it's you know enriching myself, enriching the team that works for me. And um, everybody's learning from it. There's never a boring day. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> there's always something that comes up. And uh, that's what keeps me going, too, is having there's always uh, a curveball that's thrown, thrown my way. I'm dealing with multiple challenges, multiple hurdles. Every year is a new year, and especially now, you know, as we re reflect on a new year, it's uh, I'm like looking, how do I make things better? How do I make it more impactful how how do we grow how do we evolve and, and continue to support the filmmakers because for us it's all about supporting the filmmakers right giving them a platform yeah. to launch their careers so it's like how do we make it better for them how do we make the experience more welcoming more uh focused on on you know making their career taking them to the level that they want to be in mm -hmm. So that's what definitely, you know, keeps us going and keeps me committed and focused. And it's also about empowering the filmmakers too, right? Because having these multiple film festivals, we want to give all these filmmakers a chance to really believe in their passion. Because artists, what I've noticed working with artists for many years is a lot of them are very discouraged and they get, they're, they're, it's always hard. You know, they make a film, they're not really happy with it. It doesn't get to where they want, they wanted to go. So you make another one. You got to keep making films and, and, uh, and keep doing it because, you know, your film's, are always subjective stories are always you know one person's gonna love it, another person's gonna hate it 
So you got to keep going no matter what. You make one film, you put it out there in the world. People like it, good. People don't. Oh, well, next. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's sort of the mindset that I have going into this. And the, the important thing, again, it's never having a dull moment. <laughs> um, um, there's always something that comes up that uh, just uh, keeps me motivated. Yes. That's amazing. You really do have, you know, this always this winning mindset ahead, no matter what, always to keep going, you know, with working with several, you know, filmmakers, what do you think is like the typical beginner mistake that many filmmakers do that doesn't, you know, that keeps them stuck on where they are? Where do I start on that one? (laughs) There's a lot. Um, the one thing is the story, having a script that's, again, I think you 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 brought up a good point before, which is like, you know, having a story that's uh, that's short and, and it's not too complicated. You want to have, I think, especially for a beginning filmmaker, you don't want to get too crazy. I think one of the big things I see with with uh, young filmmakers, they, they write a 20, 30 minute script, like they're going to present something in Hollywood. Mm-hmm just doesn't work that way the chances of you getting into hollywood out of your first film it's it's like zero to, to nothing mm-hmm. so um although there's a few cases here and there you've heard of some short that ends up taking off but it's re- it's very rare um cutting it down writing a script that's like 10 pages five to ten especially as you're starting out your, your first film right you have a first film write a five page script that's all you need two characters in one room and all you need is like ten dollars. Yeah, you don't need more, you don't need to spend more more money than that. I think that's a, I think one of the things is people are, young filmmakers are, are are scared about the money aspect. They have to spend. They think they think in a Hollywood mindset, right? I want to spend this amount of money to make it so good. Blah blah blah. The, don't do that. Just spend a couple of dollars. Use one location, five to ten pages. That's all you need. So that's the problem we see. We see a lot of films, 20, 30 minute films that are just so the the, the story is discombobulated. The characters are confusing the performances are bad um and it's just you know it's when you start as a as a programmer when you see that it's just it's sad because they could have done a better job if they would have just wrote a five-page script mm-hmm. you write a five-page script that's how you start the next film could be 10 minutes the following film could be 15 minutes your fourth fifth film could be 15 the greatest films that we've gotten short films the ones that i've seen take off and go do big things in Hollywood and they, they screening films out on Netflix, HBO, what have you. Five minutes. That's it. That's all you need. Five to seven wow, minutes. What an insight. Yes, I you know, I, I really do think, and I mean that's also what I thought. You know, the moment I think of movie, I'm like, yeah, it has to be like Hollywood level right away. And then it has to be like really dope, and then all the complexity in the characters. So I think that's really a great one. And I know that you yourself, you went to the, you know, the film you to the school you 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 learn filmmaking but there are also people who never went to school or university they just did it and they still succeed now it's always about what the people does with it um what would you say was the biggest takeaway from the film movie school and do you think it's worthwhile for filmmakers to go to school or do you think no you can learn it by yourself look you can learn it by yourself if you want to if you really want to make a film you don't need film school I went to film school. It helped me. I got to meet some great collaborators that are doing big things in the industry. Um, it also got me focused. You know, I think a lot of young people have a hard time, especially nowadays, staying focused. And what film school does is it creates deadlines. It creates a, they create a, a projects. They make you shoot multiple films in a few month period, three to four month period. 
when I went to film school, we were making, I spent probably like within a three to four month, my first film class had us make like five to six short films within a three to four month period. So that's a lot. Short film it keeps you focused. You're constantly thinking of what you got to do, about, like what you're talking about, thinking big. Price. So the film school helps you focus and the professors are there to help you manage that and 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 short, sort of walk handhold you while you're making the project. So that I think that's very helpful as a young filmmaker who's uh, considering or thinking about going to film school uh, or, or is in film school. But do you need film school to make a movie? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I hear you. Uh, I hear YouTube has some like DIY do-it-yourself tutorials. Go on YouTube and learn how to make a film. Yeah, you know? and then you can go out there and make it. But I do think for me, it helped me when I went to film school. I went to uh, Brooklyn College for my BA in in film and directing. It helped me become a filmmaker, and it helped me become a, a better filmmaker. I don't think I would have been able to do it with uh, with uh, YouTube. I, I, I just. I'm not that kind of person. Some people are different. I think the new generation now, they can do it. They can just go on YouTube and boom, make a film. Mm -hmm. So I would, if you want to, if you have an idea, if you want to make a movie, go on, make it happen. Go on, watch a couple of tutorials and I'm sure you, you'll be able to make a, a film. Yeah. That's Is it going to be an amazing film? Now that's a whole different conversation mm -hmm. because you can put, make a film, put it up on YouTube and uh, it's not going to have the same, you know, and then you ask a, a filmmaker if that's <laughs> a real film. That's that's a whole other conversation. Um, but yeah, if you if you have an idea, if you want to make a film, you could definitely make it. Not, I mean, we live in an age, right, where you can just you don't need uh, you don't need to have a school to teach you how to make a film. You can do it yourself. A lot of the great filmmakers that have made it didn't go to film school. So you know, I think it's to each his own. Every person is different. Every person has you know. They can do it if they feel they can do do it themselves. Please, by all means, make it happen. Yeah, that's a great way. I think it's again about the resourcefulness and how people, you know, what people do with with it. Either they have the degree or not. And with the Catra Film Series, why why is it named Catra Film Series? What does it mean? And what do you think is it that makes your um, festival stand out among all the other festivals that are out there to support those filmmakers? So Katra Film Series was born in a, a lounge, bar lounge in downtown Manhattan. It was the name of the lounge. It was called Katra Lounge. They still exist. It's on Bowery, on the Bowery uh, section of Manhattan. And um, yeah, so I the name of the lounge, I just kept the name. When I had when I, when it came time to come up with a name, I was like, what do I call it? I was thinking of calling it the Joffrey Film Festival. I was like, that might be cool. My name, Joffrey Film Festival. But I said, that's a little too too narcissistic so i decided to just keep it katra film series and uh it stuck we keep we kept it around and it has also there is a meaning to it katra means dangerous oh wow in, uh, i believe it's an indian language or hindu language it means mm -hmm. dangerous and, and when we started the festival it was an underground bar mm -hmm. a hip-hop you know there would be like hip-hop music it'd be the crazy fights would break out in the middle of the night after, during the screen <laughs> after the screenings it'd be like crazy party people would get drunk and it would be a big big mess um so it was a dangerous atmosphere you go in there you watch a film in underground bar and you're watching in the dark lights go out um it was it was cool it, i i don't regret any uh any moment of that because we we learned we learned i learned how to run a festival from that experience doing a festival in a bar not many festivals start that way although i think sun sundance might have started that way but uh yeah so that's uh that's how we started and that's how i got the name 
And what distinguishes us from the rest of the festival is we literally, there's 10, that's another thing. There's 10, tens of thousands of film festivals around the world. I always tell filmmakers, do your research because there's a lot of festivals out there that do absolutely nothing for you as a filmmaker. What we do, what we bring to the table is we provide prizes, as I mentioned before, that launch careers. We have a track record, 10 plus years of launching careers of independent filmmakers and taking them to the next level. And you can talk to our filmmakers. They'll attest to it as well. They, they tell me all the time. I go to events. I tell me, oh, man, I have such a, you know, I remember when I screened my film at your festival, what it's done for my career. It's it's amazing, man. It's keep going. It's just, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for you guys. Um, so we've just been blessed that we were able to, uh, you know, discover these filmmakers and, and take them to the next level. Um, yeah, so we provide prizes. We uh, We give them a platform to showcase their works. And uh, we really, you know, we put the time and effort to uh, to take care of our filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Now in our eleventh year, we're we're approaching our twelfth year in uh, twenty next year. Um, we're really focused on on launching the careers. We're providing distribution opportunities now with monetary compensation. We have cash prizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, a whole bunch of stuff lined up for the new year. So it's things things are, are really going well. That's awesome. I like that. And also that you, you know, think long term for the filmmakers as well. Um, I think that's really great for the success for them. And you mentioned something earlier before in the conversation when you said like for you, everything is like whole as well as like your work life, you you love your work, your passion, you show up daily. Do you believe in such a thing as work life balance? Or what is your perspective on that? Work-life balance? There's no such yeah. thing. <laughs> Every day is where I'm working 24, seven days a week, 365 days out of the year. There was more days in a year I'd be working. There's no work-life. I, I don't believe in that. I don't, I don't know where that came up. I, re- I read about that all the time. There's no such thing. I'm always working. I'm out with my family. I'm at the gym. I'm working. There's no work-life balance. Okay. Well, you know, it's it's actually funny because I interviewed some of the people on my podcast and whenever I ask questions, most entrepreneurs, they're very like, oh, I don't believe in that. It's sacrifice the work. It's my life and this and this. So they all integrate it as well. But mm-hmm. is there something particular, you know, while you have all this work, something that you do for your mental well-being or something that, you know, just makes you feel good time by time to kind of relax more? Um, I live by the beach, so I go for a walk on the beach and that, that really helps with my mental health. Mm-hmm. That in the gym, the gym does too, you know, if I had a, if I have a bad day, I go to the gym and put in two, three hours of workout time. Mm-hmm. I get out and I feel good. Um, but walking helps going for a stroll. It's nice to live by the beach. You have the water, the salt air, the water, the, you know, it's, that's good for my mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, I also have friends that are therapists, so I talk to them sometimes. <laughs> oh, that's great. Have some friends as a therapist. And, you know, the whole thing when you mentioned to, that, that that contributes to your success, you mentioned discipline and mental strengths as well. And what is the things that kept you always going and still keeps you going if you think about the challenging times that you had? Um... Just the the love of filmmaking. I love movies. You know, I love movies. I love being part of a filmmaker's journey. Because when I started out, 
I remember how hard it was. I got out of film school. Nobody in film school, they don't teach you how that you need to find a job and, you know, make a living. So when I got out of film school, I was basically walking in the dark and I was trying to figure it out, you know, how to make money, how to survive. And uh, I had to go out there and, and do it myself, basically, and, and uh, teach myself what it takes to uh, to build a career out of this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie industry is very, very hard. I think things are changing now, which is good. But um, I had to figure it out on my own. I worked multiple jobs. I was freelancing. Um, yeah, so we're be, being, you know, learn, le- I remember those early days, how hard it was. So that keeps me going now. Now it's like uh, it's becoming it's like a well-oiled machine now. So now as I'm we're in our 12th year and having six film festivals, because in addition to Katra Film Series, I have New Faces, New Voices, Bowery Film Festival, Katra Latinx Festival, World Web Fest Mania, New York Pause Film Festival. Um, having all these festivals, they're a fire. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a fire in my uh in, uh, in my life it's, it keeps me going and there's so many things going on there's so many moving parts there's so many uh filmmakers out there that need a shot um mm-hmm. so you know that keeps me going and just remembering how hard it was the early days that's the thing I, I don't forget how it was in the beginning so now like 12 years in I'm like oh wow this is this is fun now you know in the beginning it was hard it was hard work so now it's like I'm having fun yeah that's great. And what would you tell, you know, people who are in their 20s, 30s, like starting out with their film career, what would you tell them with all the experience that you have now? Because you mentioned you had to figure out a lot. So, you know, what perspective would you share with them? Yeah, just uh, don't give up. Go out there, work. I know it's going to be hard in the beginning. You're starting out. Things might not be going your way. Mm-hmm. Just keep uh, persevering. Keep pushing forward. Keep uh, believing in yourself. And that's the thing. And, and when you're a young entrepreneur or filmmaker, you're you're not sure if you're doing the right thing, right? You're like, am I really, is this really going to work out? Am I really going to make it? Maybe I can just get a regular nine to five job and make mom and dad happy. But if you really believe in your vision and your plans and what you want to do, um, do it. You have to believe in yourself. You can't wait for somebody to pat you on the shoulder and say, hey, you, you can do it. You're good. You got it. You got to believe in yourself. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's what I would advise: is just keep believing in yourself and keep keep putting in the work. It's important to wake up, set a set a a routine for yourself, a routine for what I like to call routine for success. Um, and and uh, putting in the work and time and and energy to to make your dreams a reality. I think that's what I would highly recommend. There's no better time than now. There's a, you know, you can always push things back. Oh, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. If you already have the vision, if you have a, a, a basic plan, you didn't have, because when I started out, I didn't have a full plan. I didn't have a business plan. I didn't have everything lined up like, you know, some people do. But I, I had a, a very basic, basic vision. And at some point I just said, let's go. Let's make it happen. If it doesn't work. I fail. Fine. Whatever. I'll go back to working. And in the beginning, when I first started out, the first few years were hard. I had to get, I had to get a side job. I was this close to, to quitting. I was this close. In the 450, I was like, what am I doing? I'm not making any money. I'm uh I'm like a starving artist over here. I was like running a film festival with uh with no money, no, no sponsorship, no, no uh real support system. But um yeah, eventually I got a side, I got a second job. And uh while I did that, it helped uh 
take me to the next level. And that's another thing, right? If you start something, if you have a plan, you can have a you could have a, a job, a regular job. You know, you don't have to dedicate 100 percent of your time to your business when you're starting out. You could um, have another while you're if you have a nine to five at six, seven o'clock at night, you can dedicate two hours of your time to that business plan that you're building as you're building a plan. I think if I could look back at myself 10 years ago, I think that might have been a good idea. <laughs> Setting, allocating two hours of, of my daily time to uh, to building out the business plan, I probably would have been more successful. So I think that's kind of a, a advice I would give somebody starting out. If you have a regular job and you have a vision, you have a business idea, you have a film idea, set aside two or three hours a day to build that plan out, to create a vision, you know, write down your goals and yeah. what you want to achieve and how much time, right? Set aside time. I want to achieve this by next year, by next September, by next July, by whatever, you know? I think that would be, if I were looking back at myself 10, 15 years ago, I would I would definitely do that. Yeah. Wow, that's so inspiring. And what would you say, you know, from all the success, you know, you mentioned that you almost gave up in the process, but then you kept going and that's what led you to the success you have today. And what would you say caused that ripple effect of success? Because it's always like the point where people are in desperation and then they keep going and then maybe it's the connection they meet. Maybe it's a certain project that took off. What was it for you that created that ripple effect where, you know, success hit in after the other? So in 2014, I'm going to say this was like the second or third year into the festival. I, uh, I had a famous actress uh susan sarandon she was academy award-winning multi-academy award-winning actor actress came out to the festival and that same night i had a film another academy award-winning filmmaker student academy award-winning filmmaker pal shamir he was at he was at the screening and we did the it was a great night it was it wasn't a packed house we must have had like probably 30 40 people in the or more maybe like 50 people in the in the lounge and tal came up to me the filmmaker he, he said you know joffrey don't give up like you know if you ever need any help you know i'm here for you you know you're doing something great here this is amazing keep going so having that word of encouragement it helps when you're in the beginning you know when you're like things are rough somebody's somebody's telling you hey keep going keep pushing don't give up so that i think that moment i remember that moment very clearly because after that things just started really 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 picking up after that okay wow that's really great and you know from all the things that you mentioned is there any specific quote or you know from the experience you have that you daily live by or a quote that really inspires you a quote that really inspires me um there's one right on my calendar right now that i'm going to read to you that it's been inspiring me the past few days if you're working on something that you really care about you don't have to be pushed the vision pulls you i love that wow you know that, who that's by no oh wow so amazing yeah. i was i was reading I, I was reading that <laughs> a couple of days ago i was like oh that's that's true the vision pulls you right the vision you yeah. have the vision let it pull you don't wait for anybody to tell you when you should do it wow amazing well thank you so much Jennifer, for all your inputs and you know sharing your story i think for all the listeners who are aspired filmmakers or artists um, i think they can get a lot of inspiration from this as well as take action on it uh, where can people best connect with you and find you instagram everybody's on instagram these days katra film series at k-a-t-r-a film series also we have a website www.katrafilmseries.com and if you're a filmmaker and you want to submit your film to our festivals our family of film festivals katrafilmseries.com
Awesome. Well, I'm going to tag the Instagram and your socials below. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast show, as well as for all the listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. Give um, Geoffrey a follow and hit him up if you have any questions around filmmaking and, you know, on the mission, if you're aspired to get your movie and project out there as well. And again, thank you so much for taking the time for the value. It was a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much. I was Okay, beautiful souls, thank you so much for taking time out of your day life to untangle wisdom and abundance on all levels. If you feel connection to this audio experience, share it with your friends. Follow us on Instagram, Your Universal Way, and my personal Instagram, Osinjun, O-C-C-I-N-J-U-N. And always remember, there is no right or wrong way, just your universal way. See you next time.